Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Maze Vault podcast. We have a very special guest here, here in the city of Dubai, one of my favorite cities in the world. She's also one of my favorite people. And I don't know if it's vice versa. We're going to find out on this episode. She specializes in communication. I need help in that department. And we're going to find out more about this strong, independent, Emirati, beautiful, hot woman. Today, we have Aida Abu Saidi. <laughs> Did I clap for myself? <laughs> I don't, uh, it's a low production, so I got to make my own sound effects. <laughs> Started from the bottom, but we're here. Um, we'll get there one day. Bring a tabla as well. <clears throat> How are you feeling? I'm good. And yes, you are one of my favorite people who chooses to come visit Dubai. Well, actually, I, wait, you've you've been here twice this year already. I've been here twice this year. Okay. Once for my honeymoon. Yes. Uh, and now for your family moon. Yes. I can't escape them. <laughs> I can't escape you them. You know what they say? <laughs> what? The wedding is for them the marriage is also theirs oh my god you marry into the family this is a very this is a very very dramatic start oh i know and this is and and you're just starting out so just wait it gets better okay i'm gonna find the more the merrier that's where the saying comes from the more the merrier (laughs) i'm making that up Okay, so Aida, we got very, we got, I want to give a little backstory about people who don't know Aida. Aida and I got connected through my visit. I remember, okay, so I tell people this. I used to come to Dubai all the time. Yeah. My sister and my brother lived here. No, they lived in Abu Dhabi, a different city. Okay. Oh, I didn't know, I didn't know that part about you. Yeah. I know a lot about you, but I didn't know that. Okay. See? See? She knows a lot of things. (laughs) <laughs> that was one thing. That was one. <laughs> and I have a lot of embarrassing stories. But this, this podcast is not the forum, right? Okay, we'll, we'll, use, it, we'll use a different podcast okay. for that. <laughs> Try not to embarrass me on my own podcast, Yaram. But um, they used to live here and work here. So I used to come visit. And then I got a little famous, you know what I'm saying? Oh, or okay. I got known. Mm. And I, I came to Dubai like after the fame. And I was like, guys everybody just knew me out of nowhere and then I was shocked and people were like it's first time in Dubai I'm like first time being famous in Dubai it's a completely different experience before and after yeah but I've always remembered growing up coming here that it was always like an adventure nice it's always fun so you so you would visit your siblings in Abu Dhabi and come to Dubai as well yes so that was okay yeah oh that's nice yeah so you you've grown up here all your life here in Marathi how is it growing up here versus traveling out do you always like so, miss it um so it's really funny I used to travel out quite, quite a bit when I was uh, in my 20s I'm a little bit older than my 20s now but doesn't yes, look like it at all thanks mm-hmm. jeans. um uh, but uh yeah Born and raised, I uh, was born in Rashid Hospital a um, couple of decades ago. I went to school here. I, I did do my university years in the U.S. And may- maybe a-, a quick short description. I mean, I, I have to say I was always considered uh, the black sheep of the family because I always chose something that was completely different. I've, I've always been interested in communications. Um, so when I was younger, I have to say from grade three all the way until my university, I took part in every single writing contest, declamation contest, elocution contest. What? And so, yeah. And That's really cool. Yeah, I was captain of my school team, always interested in sports, uh, head of my volleyball uh, team as well. What kind of black sheep is this? This is not the black sheep that know, we but, hear about. Yeah. <laughs> this is a nerdy black sheep I know, story. But, you know what's so funny, though? In the Arab world, like, you know, if you were too sportive or if you were too outspoken, which I was, mm. it, you know, you're talking about the 80s and early 90s. It mm. wasn't really... What's the word? Um, it wasn't as like open as yeah, it society wasn't, is now. Yeah, it wasn't as accepted, right? And so I'm lucky to have family members, including my mom and my uncle, who've always been supportive of this, like, you know, do whatever you need to do. And so I had to create a business case for them to allow me to study abroad. And so I chose journalism as my core field. Started writing for, you know, the university publication. And uh, when I came back, started working for PR, I've done television, done radio, host my own podcast. And so I've had a, a almost two, 20 year stint um, in the comms field. But I'm very much a communication strategist and like a consumer marketing like planner. Hmm. I love delving into like data and analytics and really understanding the psyche because if you're going to communicate to people, you need to understand how people think and how they function and 
I've emceed some of the biggest events that you could think of. You know, I've met heads of states, hosted, you know, people from their highnesses all the way to Prince Albert to, you know, the Queen of Jordan to... That's awesome. Yeah. So, and I love it, you know, I think, and, and it, being on social media for me, I think is just a transition of another way of communicating. It's not the end goal. It's a medium. Okay. And I, I always say that, like, what's your message? What are you trying to communicate? And you use the right medium to communicate the right piece of communication. Like, I wouldn't put a selfie on LinkedIn, for example. I'll put something that's a little bit more business oriented. Okay. But I'll put a selfie on my stories, for example. You know, I, I think it works a little like bit different. Like, find where the appropriate places yeah. for your content. Yeah. And, okay. and I think that comes with knowing who your audience is at the end of the day, you know. And uh, so, yeah. So, I, I do that in my personal life. I do that for my work. So, do you come from a big family? I do. You do? Well, okay, sibling-wise, I'm the eldest of okay. four. But if I were to take just my mom's side of the family, mashallah, my mother has 16 siblings. <laughs> what did you say? Yes, I have 16 uncles and aunts. Wow. <laughs> so multiply the children they've had. <gasps> Masha'Allah, this, I, is, I this is a concert. You know, is. Just every gathering is it a concert, is. huh? It is. So when we do gather for like family events. <laughs> Make sure you rent the whole hall. <laughs> I have to say, I have, and, and I'm the eldest. My mom was one of the first ones to get married. So I'm actually the eldest. So I'm not only am I the eldest in, on my mom's side of the family in terms of like the nuclear family, I'm also the eldest in terms of all of my cousins as well. Oh, wow. And so I, I have cousins who are just being born now, like recently. So oh they God. could be my children. <gasps> That's how old I am. No, stop, stop. We're not going to turn this into that. We're I'm serious. <laughs> if we went the olden days way and I got married at 16, I'd have a bunch you of kids right now. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> but how is, it, how is it coming from a big family? I think it's great. I think, you know what's so nice, though, is I think, first of all, the advantages is you're able to set yourself apart. The disadvantage is that, you know, you know when you have a family council, and like people ask you for your opinion, but you want to stay neutral. Wait, 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 what's, what, hold on, let's rewind. A family council. Yeah, like, you know, when... when See, this is terms you use when you have a huge family. This is, hey, we need to call a meeting with the family <laughs> with council. The family. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you sit on a strategic side because if one of the younger ones, and because there, we have so many young children or teenagers in the family as well, if one of them makes a mistake, they'll be like, Ida, what do you think? And I just, at this point, I just want to stay neutral because I want to be the kid as well. Because I'm not, mm. I'm not with the elderly, but because <laughs> you're, you're the elder, you're, yeah, I'm, I'm the in-between, you know? So I was there before the internet was established, mm. while the internet was established and using that, you know what wow. I mean? Yeah. So, wow. and, and a lot of my cousins and two of my younger, no, sorry, my youngest sibling, who is 22 now, it's a mega generational gap, you know, I'm about to hit 40 in a couple of months. And I've got kids of my own. So you, we've seen the 80s, the 90s, 2000s. So it's it's different. But that's amazing because like yeah. you've seen all the different phases. Yes. That means you're able to navigate. Like you've yeah. adapted. Yeah. Okay, I, like the new generation, sometimes it's hard for them to, to be a human outside of social yeah. media. Yeah. That's all they know. Like that's yeah. all they're sucked into. And like yeah. for you, like you've been through different stages. You can do in-person yeah. thing. You said that you've done TV for many, many years. So like it's, yeah. it's, it's so cool. Yeah. That you can adapt. Like, <laughs> it, like it's different, you yeah. know? But I think so, it all boils down to two things. I think it boils down to people and learning how to listen. Hmm. That's it. And, and so that goes hand in hand because everybody has something to say. Hmm. The problem is nobody wants to sit and listen. True. And I always tell my kids this, by the way. I'm going to be, this is a mom moment. Looking no, at, I, I'm I looking at the this. camera now. I need this. This is a mom moment. I need this. <laughs> I always say, God, whoever your God is, God has given you two ears and one mouth. So you listen double the time that you, that you speak. Hmm. So paying attention and, and in comms, it's really interesting because when I took journalism, the first thing they taught us, I remember in our first class, was to utilize all of our senses before we create the opening sentence of any piece because wow. you need to be able to answer the five W's and the H. What, why, who, why, where in the first paragraph. I think you said what, why, where, who, who? when. When. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. But yeah, but you need to be able to establish that. But you can't do that if you're busy 
talking. You need True. to listen. You need to read the lines. You need to read, you know, are, is the audience bored? Can I make a joke? You know, is the audience serious? Can mm. I get more data? So you need to be able to read people and you can only do that by listening. And I think listening is, you know, you've got two eyes as well. So you can listen with your eyes and see and you got two ears so you can listen to the narrative and that makes the conversation a lot easier and people love to be listened to you you realize that everybody has a story to tell and the minute you offer a listening ear they tell it you, they tell it yeah yeah and, and you get it, to learn yeah yeah you know what's really cool also i think my favorite thing about you is that you break so many stereotypes and like <laughs> just just seeing you as a strong independent woman that's educated that's muslim that's emirati from this side of the world and yeah. what you do you do it really well and people thank respect you. you i swear like even outside of rooms thank you so i think like the work that you do speaks volumes yeah. So I want to know, like, you were the black sheep of your family. <laughs> I'm not anymore. You're not anymore. Obviously, the success. Habibti, of course. Once you move into the success, you are the pride. She is the big pride of the family. Are you kidding me? Black sheep won. Those are old memories. So, like, how was the transition of you turning from the black sheep into, like, getting more success and, like, creating like creating more opportunities for yourself? How was your family yeah. in that? So I, I love that question. You know... To, it, it's so funny. Being independent isn't about like hold, waving this flag of like feminism. I don't want equality. I want equity. Okay. I'm not competing with my husband. I'm not competing with the male counterpart. I'm saying if the two of us do the same thing and we do it really well, we should just get paid the same. Hmm. We should get treated the same. I can't run in a 100-meter dash with a guy. I'm not built for it. Mm. I, I can run a 100-meter dash with other women because we're built for it, right? So there, there's there's equality in, in our peer groups, but mm. there's equity in our non-peer groups. And what I love about my family, and now my husband as well, because he's family as well. I, I, I need to make... We've been married 11 years, so... So yeah. now you can call him family. And after I, the 10 years, <laughs> you don't trust him for 10 years. Once they hit the 11, you heard that, Max? Yeah, stranger. Uh, okay, maybe. In... <laughs> well, I don't... No, but you know, because I think fa family. I think usually people think of you know mom, dad, uh, siblings. But yes. family is whoever you choose you allow into your life, mm. and that can also extend to friends. Because I have friends who I can't call friends. I call them family. They'll be there at a blink of an eye. And so my husband falls into that category as well. You know, I mean. Not only is he my partner in life, but the father of my children. I have friends and colleagues, you know, who I've gotten to know through various stages of my life. And so being independent means that you need to depend on people because mm. you can't make it alone. True. And it's so interesting when we see, and this goes for the opposite sex as well, right? Because you can't do it alone as much as people are like, oh, soul guy, I whatever. Need anybody. Yeah. yeah, but there's no such thing, right? You'll need someone to fall back on. You need someone to watch your kids you'll need someone to i don't know drop off your car for service or you, we all need i always people. say that i'm not i, I said this <laughs> i got almost canceled on the internet so i'm not independent i need my husband yeah, i yeah. need my family i need my friends like yeah 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 and there's no such thing and anybody who tries to counter attack that argument i'd like to see one person who's done it all by themselves with no assistance at all, right? And so, but it could be your community, it could be your neighborhood, it could be your neighbor, it could be anybody, but everybody needs someone. The level of dependency will change, but to be independent, I mean, you, you maybe need to, like, maybe there's a chapter in your life that's about independence, i.e. financial independence, mm -hmm. right? Or travel independence. But you being independent, what does that actually mean? Hmm. I think we need to rephrase the question, right? Because yeah. I can't be successful if... You have nobody on your side. You have nobody you can yeah. talk to. Because then they'll be like, whatever. She yeah. thinks she can do it by herself, right? Yeah. So there's always... There's a level of, I think, understanding that we all need to kind of pull ourselves back in and ask the questions because I think we we want things so badly hmm. and I was I was at that stage in my life when I was a little bit younger as well and I wanted the slice of the of the pie or the pizza and I thought I could do it all but you get tired you get tired and then you you run yourself dry after a while and I honestly like to do the least amount of work <laughs> <laughs> and I think being dependent or independent dependently independent <laughs> 
It's a beautiful thing because you can lean on. You don't have to wear yourself out. You don't have to do like if you have the same goal, you don't have to burn yourself out when you can. Yeah. And and by the way, men do it so well. What do you mean by that? Yeah, they do. Men do it really well. You know, they have their cigar clubs or they have their boys club. They do it really well. Hmm. They do their deals on golf pitches, whatever. Women don't do it so well because we always have something to prove. Ah. To who? To who? Ah, but you know what? I feel like, okay, this might be crazy to say. I feel like men don't gossip no, like they, that. Or no. if they do, it's like very short. Like they say what they, they have to say and they move on. Yeah, but they, they do. It's just how they communicate. It's short to the point. point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I need this. I get, and so there, there's no back end hypocrisy and all this other stuff that happens. There's no bickering, you know, when it comes to so. So I try to channel my mind to think like a guy sometimes because okay. it's very straightforward, you know? I mean, if I need to go get socks, I'll go buy the socks. Mm-hmm. I don't need to buy the shoes and khalas, just mm-hmm. get the socks, you know what I mean? And so you need to train your mind to think in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And, and for me to say, I'm independent is is being very hypocritical because my mom has been in this journey with me Aww. all my life. My husband has been on this journey with me for 11 years. My children are on this journey with me. Like I've never been a mom before I gave birth to my first son. Yeah. So how can I say I'm a great mom? Yeah. I, I don't know. He can show me that I'm a great mom. Nobody else can tell me that. Yeah. Even at work, you know, the ecosystem that you build from, you know, your supportive leadership or supporting your team, all those people contribute to you being that that person that you are. Yes, of course, the onus is on you to create that ecosystem or build that ecosystem, but nobody can do it alone. Yeah. And then also yeah. like when you're building out like your foundation of people and circles yeah. that of people that you depend on, a lot of people depend on you. Yes. Whether it's at work. Yeah at home friends yes. so i'm sure like you have a lot of people that depend on you so <laughs> hold on how do you, how do you i only have one person um, maybe like two people that depend on me and they're not even they don't trust me so much <laughs> but, okay they know like they're more likely to fail with me than without me but how do you okay wait how do you how do you separate the two how do you not get pulled into work so much or pulled into the family home that yeah. depends on you so much. Like I'm gonna use this analogy. You and by the way, if if you ever listen to anything that I've like that I've interviewed, and I always use the pizza analogy. Okay. Because everybody likes pizza. I love well, pizza. Most most people like pizza. You got my attention. Okay, perfect. <laughs> but on a pizza, everybody has different toppings that they like. You have their base, your tomato and cheese, your cheese, right? But you could like what? What do you like? Pepperoni? What do you I like? just like the cheese. But um, let's say for this example, peppers. Peppers. Okay. When you order the pizza, let's assume the pizza is your life. The pizza comes in in a box where all the slices are not equal. Hmm. That's your life. So the slices could represent different people in your in your life. Could be your boss, your kid, your husband, your mom, etc. Your friends, yourself. And then on that slice, you may not have equal numbers of peppers. Hmm. Right. And so your life needs to emulate that pizza because I can't be a mom every day, all day. I can't be a boss every day, all day. True. So I time box those things because I can give you quality or I can give you quantity without the quality. Hmm. But not both. I can't give you both all the time, every day to suffice your needs. Right. And so my children understand that from this time to this time, mama is at work. Okay. So I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the clock right now and they get it. But when I'm with my kids, I'm with my kids. So yeah. you, you need to know when to take which slice of pizza, right? And so you won't take the bigger slice if you're full. You probably take a smaller slice and say, this is what I can have. And it's the same thing. I can only take on as many requests or help as many people who need me at that time in a particular day. Otherwise, I'll divert it and say, listen, I can't today. Can we do tomorrow? Like this podcast, we've been trying. We've been trying for like a month. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and we made it happen because now this is my time. It's my time with you. So what, what I'm giving you right now is exactly what I would do in any other setting. Okay. I'm with my mom shopping. I'm with my mom. Everything I'm, else is zoned out, yes. toned out. Yeah. Zone, zoned out. Yeah. Zoned out, toned out, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't. You cannot be everything to everybody all the time. So was it always like this? Because no. I know in the beginning, for, yeah, for me, no. I'm still figuring out life. Like, no. Yeah. So how, how, like, what was it that made you say, 
listen, I need to organize this because there's a car crash. <laughs> that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. You, know, you know, okay, I have a, I have a, I have a really sad. Well, it's it's a sad it's a sad story for me, but I think when what triggered this stop was when I had my appendix burst because oh I was God. doing I was doing everything. I was like, I'm gonna do. I, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do. I don't need you. And oh my god, it wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it. And so, okay, the moral of the story is: please don't wait until something medically happens to you that you're actually driven to the hospital in emergency wow. <laughs> ambulance. But you need to know when to say no, stop. I'm sorry. Which is something you. Know, I can't be a yes man all the time, yeah. and I'm not a yes woman. Sorry, woman. Yes, woman. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah, and it, it's okay to say no sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, no, sorry, I don't want to. I don't want to do this because it's my rest time. It's Can I me just first. tell you a very random funny story about appendix bursting? <sighs> That'll lower my voice because it's very embarrassing. So one time I, I felt like I had a serious pain yes. in my stomach. So I called my mom. I went to the doctor. The doctor said, listen, your appendix, you might have appendicitis. Like your appendix is about to burst. So I started screaming. My mom drove from like she quit. Like she was a teacher at the time at the school. She left early. She comes. She she came to the hospital. She met me at the hospital. She's freaking out. Her hegeb is blowing in the wind and it's half off. She's like, "Benti, I'm like, "Mom, stop! You're embarrassing us. Stop!" And they did a bunch of tests and they did everything that they had to do. They had me in, and yeah. it turned out that I was just full of, uh, um, okay, like I, I was super constipated. Okay. And and then my whole family was. It was like. It was so embarrassing because my whole family was there. It was like seven people in the room. And when the doctor came, he said, everything's okay. It just seems like you just, you're just you just constipated. My mom's like, shit, fall off, shit. <laughs> I know. That was like the running family joke <laughs> for so long that I kind of wish my appendix burned. At that Don't. point, no. At that point, Don't. the embarrassment yeah. was worse than the appendix. I said, you have stupid appendix. You should have burst. <laughs> Okay, trust me. I mean, God forbid. It is one of, you know what? I feel more conversations need to be had on the appendix because it's It's so small. It's so small. Yeah. But it it has got, and this, by the way, this is me after having given birth to two kids. And I have to tell you, it was worse. It was terrible. Oh my God. Yeah. But I mean, you know, sad, long story short, I always knew that I needed to reinvent my space and my time i just didn't know when okay you know what i mean and i and i think like you knew it wasn't the engine wasn't working well yes and it would come a time where you're like you gotta fix it i gotta fix it right unfortunately the incident was what pushed me to be more like no i think realizing how important your time is so remember the, the time boxing pizza thing has actually nothing to do with other people it has everything to do with you true so i wasn't putting me first hmm. my time first because if i'm not okay i can't be okay with my husband with my kids with my mom like i would get agitated because i was busy and i was following up and i was working long hours and i'm still working long hours but I've moved things around in my life. So now I'm like, okay, this time I'll allocate for this. This time I'll allocate for this. And that's made my life a lot easier. Do you think like before you allocated time, it was like 80% work and then 20% family, but now you have a good 50-50 flow? Yeah. Is that no, like I a, was I was doing everything just, all the time. What? Yeah. I was everywhere all the time. What? Voila. Oh no. Yeah. Chicken with his head yeah. cut off. Yeah. Man. Yeah. It was it was too much. Yeah. It was too much. And so then I realized I was like, okay, fine. I needed to make some life changes to what I what works best for me. Hmm. And so now we have a, a nice seamless okay, you have the bits and bobs and the little bumps here and there, which you know, you need the nuts, right, in life. Otherwise it's not gonna be spicy or Yeah crunchy or whatever crunchy whatever whatever nuts do (laughs) but but yeah but essentially I've become a a better person to me first Hmm. so you know I I'm happy like I'm now I'm happy I don't know what I was before Before, you were probably just going through the motions at that time because it's like you can't even you're not in control no at that point you're just saying yes to everybody I was a mess I was a mess 
I have yeah. to admit it. Like, so when, when, when you look back, and you should only look back to see how far you've come. You, that's the only time you should look back. I don't regret that, oh, I should have done this. It, it just wasn't the right time. Mm. I, did, I didn't have the right forum and I didn't have the right discussions. And, but I'm a better person for it right now because now I have the right... I have the right conversations and I have meaningful conversations. And so riding to school or coming back from school with my kids, there's nice conversations. We catch up. We know what we're doing. And okay, mommy has to go back to work right now. But guess what? I'll be home for dinner. We'll do stuff together. So they know. So we, we prep each other for what's coming next. And, okay. And so remember what I said, the people and the conversations. I spend time listening to my kids because now when I come back, I'm prepped for the next conversation like yeah. what are we gonna do so it's always at the core of everything that I do all the time I just feel like tell me if I'm wrong but like when I go through life I feel like by the time I start listening to my husband it'll be like I'll have kids like I'm forced by then I'll be trained to be listening because right now I don't want to listen to him like yeah you know what I'm saying and he I don't think he listens to me <laughs> I think he has an ear infection I, I tell everybody this he has an ear infection he doesn't listen to me <laughs> And we need the best doctor in Dubai. Maybe you can uh, give us a reference. Yeah, some good ones. So tell the doctor he doesn't <laughs> listen to his wife. He needs his ears fixed. Well, I, I think, you know, I, I don't have, this is my formula for my life, right? And I'm not saying it works for everybody. Mm -hmm. But I think it's just different. You guys are just starting out as a married couple. And there's a lot. Like, you have, you have a lot. You have your family. You have his family, you know, and, and he's originally Jamaican as well right? yeah and they're also very like close-knit and family oriented and you know and there's the travel and you both are hustling you know it's 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 the start of your life together and I think at different stages even my husband and me I mean now we're at a, at a level where I, <laughs> I was saying earlier like if he grunts I know what that means yeah nonverbal communication non is yeah. a communication exactly and so but but that's the listening you know it's the listening with your ears and listening with your eyes and mm. but you need time it's time does wonders it mm. heals it teaches it it can consume you you can consume it but you need you need time I think the purpose of this podcast is sharing my story but I don't like I'm not definitely I'm not here to advise people on like what works best for you right I I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm not a life coach by any chance, but this is what worked for me. You know, the time boxing, the listening, the people skills, the, the it's more the listening than the talking. And from that, I learned. And that's that's helped me become a better person. And like how this uh, this is jump. I'm ju I jump because I have small attention span. <laughs> how did you know your husband was the one? Ooh. Is there a love story behind this? Because I I love how honest you are, and there's so many different layers to you. So I love seeing you talk about work, talk about family. But Ida, how what was your oh love story? Look at her blush. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted Ida to blush. She's a blushing. What was it? Did he look into your eyes? None of like that. that the, the music videos None of that. okay so i'm gonna give you okay let me give you the unromantic version which no. is my version wait wait no i'll tell you the romantic version i don't want to bore people okay the unromantic version is that i my husband what i remember is my husband spoke to me at a at an mma center mixed martial arts center and my first question to him was who are you? Why are you have your face changed? Okay. <laughs> With disgust. Exactly. So so that's the short ver Now, I'm glad he did that because then we would have had no interaction otherwise. Now, let me... I'm going to tell you his Version. side of this story, <laughs> which apparently is a lot more extensive. Okay. So apparently, according to him, obviously, because I when I'm in work mode I'm in work mode we had already run into each other several times before that center which I don't recall mm. and Whoa. apparently he said hello that must have humbled times. him but you know what guys like hard to get so I know but this I did good yeah but I wasn't I wasn't in the right frame of mind so the MMA center was like it's everything has to have the right time and the place and so when he had said hi to me, apparently, it was always like in a work setting or a mm. conference. And so, you know, when you see people at a conference, you say and hi, and you say hi and salam alaikum. And I mean, 
I say hi to so many people. I mean, I'm sorry I didn't remember him. But ouch, I'm hurting for him. Ouch, ouch, ouch. Okay, but this, this story goes up. Continue on. Poor guy. But anyway, that, for some reason that day, I was like, I feel like I know him, but I just don't know where. And so he referenced a friend, a common friend of ours. So I was like, okay, and that this was the Facebook era, guys. There was no Instagram, just <laughs> FYI, and Twitter, just uh, in case. Facebook is still around. It's still around, but, you know, it's for old people, which, <clears throat> exactly, me, right here. No, no, um, it's not. But, yeah, but, you know, so, so then I was like, okay, where have I, where have I met this guy? I need to... I was really upset with myself. So I went onto Facebook to our mutual friend's account. I couldn't. I was like... I, I typed out his name. My husband's name is Ahmed. Ahmed with an A, Ahmed with an E, Ahmed with the H, you know? And <laughs> I was like, who is this who guy? Is this guy? This is then I was, I was like, okay, since I, and then I went onto Twitter and I did the same thing, couldn't find him. And I said, okay, this is really awkward. So then since I was online anyways, I was like, let me just browse like the photos and whatever albums, because that's what you did before. You know, we didn't to scroll. research. But I was online anyways, but right? But something must have caught your attention for you to be doing this much research. I stop acting. No, like- but I was already on. I was already on our friend's page, and mm. it's not like it's not like you had. It's not like we had like thousands and hundreds and thousands of millions of followers. Yeah, and you had the odd sixty friends on mm. Facebook. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, fine. We're just browsing through the photos, and the most awkward thing happened. A year ago, we were at this friend's birthday party where I was taking pictures. And he was there, my husband. I thought the story. I thought the story was picking up. This is getting worse. Oh God! I was on a roller coaster. But I know. But oh my God! But then he, you know, you know how? Okay, I one of one of my weird emails. I, I loved the word angel back in the day, and I had I still have emails that have like the word angel and the year of my birth or whatever. So he had one of those kind of names on Facebook. My husband did. Mm. He wasn't online as Ahmed and okay. now he is because we've matured and grown and you know, we have proper emails with our names on it not like yeah expose angel angel, angel 25 at aol.com <laughs> so I was like what and so I felt that I had been very rude earlier that week having said who are you and so I I sent an apology and then Wow. Yeah. I did, yeah, I was I was really ap- apologetic. So that listening thing and paying attention did not exist in my early mid 20s, mm. which is when my husband and I had met. And so it I learned, right? Because obviously it's it's been close to what 12 years since we officially met and did the whole like kitbiktab and marriage and all that. And then after I did that, he was like, "Shall we have coffee?" I was like, "Oh, so does that wasn't an invitation but I have to say I I did ask about him we did have the first coffee and then within six months we were engaged and ready to get married I am feeling emotional okay first you confused (laughs) us I thought I was gonna crash but the coffee was the pickup you know coffee is known as the international pickup of your day, of your know, life, but, of your heart. But I'm just telling you, like, I mean, okay, I, I'm i not a sore, like, romantic. So for me, I'm such an operational person. Mm. Like, I'm like, time box this, work, work, do you know? Yeah. I, and so I didn't have romance in my agenda. I just knew, okay, so as a woman, if you do the research, if you do the work, <laughs> there's a reason. Like you said, everything happens for a reason. Nothing is accidental. Nothing not is, the research is definitely not accidental. Exactly. And and but the, he 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 stood out. And I it just wasn't there. I think all the previous times that we'd said hello, it just wasn't the right forum. Hmm. But this time I was alone and I wasn't working. I was there for fun and you know to support a friend. And I think it just it was just the right the right time. Hmm. And yeah. She's glowing. Whenever. You're going to get brownie points for this. <laughs> Should I say, Habib, I'll be talking about you, Habib. But yeah, I, I, you know, and I think a lot of things that I've done in the last couple of years, I mean, throughout the marriage, but the last couple of years, 
my husband has been my backbone. Amazing. Like just pushing me. Like he's like, you, but you can, I know you can, and, you know, and which, which is beautiful, but we've grown up together. You know, remember we met in our, in our mid late twenties and we've seen our, like through our thirties and now he's entered his forties and I'm about to enter my, so it's a journey and it's, and it's so different so different you yeah. know people always ask me like what my favorite thing about Max is or like yeah. what how I knew he was the one and I was like he was the most supportive person because for me yeah. I do social media yeah. so it's like hard for anybody to understand and respect yes. it or I, I'm sure you can relate with communications yeah. like people are just like oh you're what writing you you're talking okay yeah. whatever great yeah like oh <laughs> doctor like you know what I mean? Yeah. So for me, like doing comedy on social media and creating content, I found it to be my passion. I was yeah. so motivated. I loved it. Like yeah. I was doing it every day. And it's been three years. And I know that's in, in retrospect, it's not a very long time. Yeah. But I've I, I, like put my all in it, you yeah. know? And yeah. I was like hitting accolades and I was doing things with my mom and I was yeah. get, starting to get success. Yeah. And I would see like, the guys drop off like flies, like, oh, she's on social media. And I'm yes. like, Isa, I yeah. don't want to talk to somebody who's very public like yes. that. And so yeah. I'd see that side. So in my head at the time, I was like, oh, I'm never going to get married. Like, who's going to take a crazy knot? And I love pranks and I love personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love doing things that were like out of the box. Yeah. I have to say it takes strong men to support women who are not insecure yeah Yeah. well i I think it's less about insecurity than and more about the willingness to understand Mm. you you know because everybody has a passion point and so i think if you're put in a situation where somebody says listen i'm gonna make the i'm gonna make the next best thing since sliced bread how willing are you going to be to support that person Mm. so I think it's less about being threatened by being women because, you know, we have women supporting women, well, men supporting women throughout, you know, history and in wars and, you know, your moms are a classic example. Yeah. So I think it's less about that and more about like, I don't understand what and why she's doing it. Mm. And so people like Max or people like Ahmed, they get it. They get it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's very difficult to get why people do stuff as well yeah yeah and i think what also saved me is the fact that he's also a content creator yes yeah. so like we we share a lot of similarities and a lot of and interests that, yeah. even though it's different genres yeah. like we come together when it's like yeah my husband's not on any social session yeah yeah well it's maybe fake. that's also good Facebook. <laughs> instagram to stalk me <laughs> so um but we lo- both love sports which is we found that's your common ground and, and we have, those, and we have those two kids football oh. we play paddle tennis paddle. together i've seen you do paddle yeah. see this is wild so mma you were just watching a friend doing mma well he opened a center and we both oh. we, we we both knew the same guy so we went to just support hmm. it was an opening it wasn't like fighting i i don't Okay. I, I don't watch MMA, just FYI. Please, guys, I don't watch MMA. I, I don't <laughs> too know violent. Do. It's too violent. Too There's violent. blood and... Ugh. So you have two boys? I have two boys. And, and who's your favorite? You know, I, I will no, answer... Is it true? Like, no. do, do moms have a favorite? I need to know because my mom gets asked this question all the time. So we, we need to have a podcast part two okay. after you've had two or more kids. And then we can ask. I regret asking this question. (laughs) (laughs) I immediately regret asking this question. Um, Who do you like? It's really difficult. I have the eldest and the youngest. (laughs) When the heat gets returned, I can't take it. I thought I was doing something. She is a major in communications. Okay, who do you like more, me or Momo Fett? You know, she... (laughs) Okay, you know why I, lo- I love Mama Wafa? I'll tell you. She is such a beautiful representation of everything I know of mothers <laughs> from this part of the world. Because I'm like, oh, my mom, oh, my aunt, oh, my grandma. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so you fall in love with what you know. True. Which that's, well. So, so you I, true. I, Wait. No. Um, why am I? <gasps> I love you equally no. in different ways. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> she likes more about <laughs> no, but, but but you love you love familiar things. You know, familiar smells, familiar yeah. sounds. 
That's Momo But I think like I'm more familiar to you because we hang out. We've hung out more than you and Momo Yeah, but that's Fett. what I'm saying. I love you both the same but different. I've hung out more than you, so you're more familiar yeah, with but, me. Sh- yeah, but I've known my mom all my life. Moving along. <laughs> Moving along. I can see she doesn't like conflict. <laughs> or art. She's too good at this. She's quick and she's good with the returns. Just stick it right on your stomach. Ow. Okay, so listen. So so moving on from TV. Yeah. What are you doing now? So so I've I've always had a, a day job. Uh, I know this is very difficult for people on social media to understand. <laughs> Ow! Sheesh. Like I wake up in the you morning. Know, can I tell you, like on this podcast, I've been called broke. I've been called. But I wasn't referring to you. Like you. <laughs> no, but now you, I don't understand. Uh-huh. Yeah, but, but but the thing is, I think it's a lot. It's it's very hard for entrepreneurs or startups to work because you work all the time. Yeah. I have a start and stop time. I have a contract that says you mm. get to the office at this time, which is actually a lot easier. It's a lot safer. It's a lot easier. You have a lot harder a, a lot less safer environment because you don't know where your next paycheck, which is which is very hard, by the way. And yeah. I appreciate that a lot. I have to say that, though. I'm not. But I've because I didn't enter the social media era until much later. I've always had that notion that you have to go to the office. My dad, Allah was a military man. So you need to wake up, grind eight to five. Remember, very structured. I, yeah. Remember, I'm in that generation where I sit in the council, but I'm also the youth, you know? Uh, so yeah. so I come from that mentality of you need to wake up in the morning. You need to go to the office, whatever the office is. You need to grind, work, whatever. Put in your eight hours, nine hours. and So I've always done that. What I did on the side was I, I was a columnist for two years. I was on television. Um, um, do you know the show The View? Yes. So we had a similar version of The View called Her Say. Wow. Yeah, so it was me, the Emirati. We had Jess, the Australian. We had uh, Alejandra, um, uh, Hispanic-American. And we had Tia, who is Indian. So a nice representation of what the different nationalities of of Dubai make up. And we talked about non-political issues, non-religious issues and stuff. I've emceed, moderated sessions, did a whole podcast also with Kef Connect. What was the podcast about? I'm so curious. Um, it was it was mainly about discussing money. So we we the guests that we would have came from different genres. So you had investment bankers all the way to young kids discussing savings, even um, uh, how to invest as a woman. We had groups of uh, young teens. I'll send you the links. It's, it's quite I fun. I want to see. Yeah, I'd love that. Watch the kids one. It's, it's so funny. Uh, yeah. Even with influencers and content creators, you know, how do you make your money? What does mm. it actually mean? You know, how to sustain an income and how do you invest your income? How do you diversify your portfolio? You know, where do you put your money in? It's very interesting conversations as well. Yeah. So just going back to, I've always had a nine to five job, <clears throat> eight to five, eight, nine to six, nine to five, um, <laughs> since I was 20. So, and do you like it? I love it. Okay. I love it. I mean, I can't grind for as long as I would like to. I mean, I could pull off three, four days with very little sleep. Now, if I don't get my sleep in like a day, you're done. Don't talk to me. <laughs> so my husband's like, oh, <laughs> nonverbal. He could already like see. I'm, he's like, oh, yep. Don't talk to her. But, um, but yeah, so now I, uh, I'm actually entering my 10th year in the government of Dubai. Um, so prior to this, I used to work in Mazdar, which is an energy company in Abu Dhabi. And before that, I was in Dubai Holding. And then before that, uh, so this is my fourth main job outside of the freelance stuff that I do. I also am the co-development editor of an online magazine. So we help a lot of people like write. Um, also... That's amazing. A, yeah, yeah. I didn't know this. I know. I feel so out of the loop. I'm learning okay. so much about you on this I know, this but podcast. I do a lot. Remember the stuff I was telling you? I, I did so much. And yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, but I, I give my time. So if I need to sit in, like, board meetings and stuff, like, it's once or twice a year. So I have my commitments, and then I opt out, opt in and out, and I say, okay, I'm committed this time. So I prioritize family work, hmm. and then everything else is secondary. So do you, do you work a lot with influencers? I do, but I... We now choose to work with key opinion leaders. So they could be anybody from chefs to athletes to content creators to influential people. So just because people have a social following doesn't qualify you under the key opinion leader category. Oh, okay. The numbers don't translate. Okay, not all the time. (laughs) Don't think you're hot because you have 100,000 Mama Fett 
on Instagram, 171,000 Momo Effect. That doesn't mean your key opinion. What? Speaker. Leader. Right? Leader. Technically, she does qualify. But <laughs> I thought you were doing she, so well. Because she also authored a book. <gasps> oh my God. So proud of my I mom. Know. I went from <laughs> talking bad about her to going up. But oh yeah, my but, God. But she's a classic example for multiple reasons, right? And yeah. So, okay. So let, let, let me just put the put this into context when I say who we work with. Because I think with any company, let's say you're a water bottle distributor, maker, founder, versus, a, a, I don't know, a sportswear a brand a versus a, a tourism authority. The end goal is different, right? So for me to sell water bottles uh, or variations of the water bottle, plastic, cups, whatever. Eco-friendly um, things. Eco-friendly, or... whatever, versus like sportswear or mechanical stuff such as a TV or whatever versus selling a destination. You first need to know who your audience is. Hmm. So remember the first thing, people. It doesn't matter who you are at what stage or where you are. You, you will always need to know who the people you're trying to sell to because if I brought a fashionista to sell me the water bottle, people will be like, how much did they pay you? Uh, to sell the water bottle yeah. but if i brought someone who's health conscious who's health conscious then they'll say oh i i got it or focused on sustainability mm. so you need to know who your audience is you know but, but something like water which everybody drinks you know you'll need to sell it in a different way right and so we've all seen those pepsi ads where you've had the celebrity like open it and make the ah, sound Slow, after it yeah drinking. but like would that and i don't drink soft drinks so it doesn't matter who you bring as a celebrity i'm not a soft drink person person yeah. right so you need to know who you're selling to and who you're using to sell what mm. and then you need to know what you're communicating yeah like what your message is yeah, yeah for sure so so but you need to listen in right so yes we do work with a lot of influencers or key opinion leaders but we have very specific audiences that we need to work with you know if i want to sell dubai as a family destination i'm not going to bring a solo adventure traveler yeah. How am I going to get the family? Yeah, true. And so we spoke about this earlier, yeah. right? Which is, you know, you've been here, I mean, three, four times, I think, since since we've known each other. And I think the first two times you've been here, you were here on a solo trip. Yeah. And so your experiences were so different. Completely different. You had a lot, lots of free time and so on. Then the second, the third time you came, you came with your husband. Yeah, honeymoon. Which was a honeymoon period. And your experiences were different. And now you're on a family, family moon. <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> but your experiences are different it's so you true. you've been to dubai through and through what four times now over the course of 15 months i think Th i think it's been three times yeah no okay. or, or maybe four times time. yeah no, you're right because four you times. came in the summer and then you came back again for expo i remember that. yes yes I yes I, I remember all these things yes no yeah. and it's true and yeah. I, I think like i was saying this like i didn't even know like coming to dubai that there was so much support or if you had yeah. any questions or you were lost like i always came to dubai because you know i was coming with family or my friends were out yeah. here so we were always just like like as friends hitting each other up and finding out what's going on and not really like, you know, yeah. not exploring yeah. efficiently. Yeah. And then I came organically to Dubai one year and visited Dubai Hit Me Up. They're like, yeah. hey, we would love to like help facilitate your trip. Yeah. And I didn't even know that resource was available to like people that come, like yeah. if you have any questions or anything. I was always just used to being a tourist, like figure it out. <laughs> but the thing that's like crazy out here is like they really like come to support you like if you have any questions or yeah. anything it's very easy and we do and and i think what's really interesting is you know um now i'm gonna get a little bit technical but you fit even back then when you came as an individual you fit so many categories for us right because you know we have a perception of of, of women you'd be surprised how many people still think oh they're repressed i was gonna oppressed. ask you yeah. that too because i i think that's why i was very excited to create content yeah and i think like when we linked up sorry to j jump in but I, i'm very excited <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> because like i hate like even in america i hate the fact that you know 
every day I'm fighting to just show that we're normal. Yeah. Even outside of the UAE or outside, just like the yeah. fact that my mom's a Muslim yeah. hijabi and that I'm her daughter and we have independence and we do whatever we want. Yeah. I always still get these comments like, how does she allow you? Like, yeah. where's your father? Is your father in the picture? Yeah. I'm like, yes, he is. Yeah, he we is. have a great family and this is really normal to us. And we yeah. laugh and we have fun. Yeah. And we're independent. We're smart. Well, let me not, let me, this independent word. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But basically that we're human and we, we yeah. accomplish a lot. Yeah, yeah. And so I think like even when I came here and it was em- Emirati uh, Women's, Women's Day. Day. Yes. Oh, I was so excited. Yeah. And I think I want to ask you the question again. Yeah. Uh, I, I went around asking Emirati women, Emirati women and men, what makes a woman fierce? And that is like one of my favorite videos because people think like just they just look at the exterior yeah. and they're very like ignorant when yeah. it comes to like yeah. understanding the culture. And they don't, yeah, you are. Ah, two ears <laughs> one nose uh, one mouth it's actually two nostrils <laughs> you smell double you see double I you need hear to double. listen better I need to listen better I'm not doing it yeah but, but but you're absolutely right though because because we we listen we listen to what people assume this part of the world is all about mm-hmm. so not safe I mean one of the safest countries not good for women not good for families, you know what I mean? Nothing to do for me. But it's okay. It, it's fine. Otherwise, we wouldn't have a job, right? Like, it, it's good because... So we work with people to identify what are the key concerns. Mm. So we listen in. And then and then there's also the... You know, I mean, it's a long-haul flight, right? Like, coming from America all the way to this part. But you're Egyptian, yeah. American. And so you're automatically within that diaspora. People who have relatives from this part of the world. So you could be, you know, Iraqi-American. You could be Indian. America yeah. you could be you know so so you have an affinity to the region which is great because then the region also follows you because of your content and your mom and you know there's the Arabic as well and so even for, for us we're like wait a minute we can also look at the Egyptian audience because mm-hmm. the Egyptian audience might also be looking for something to do with their family the next time they come you know True. so we obviously listen in and so when you come in we're able to say you know what mate okay you do your own thing you have your romance time with Max honeymoon you have your family time but in between do you want to see cool stuff to do as a family or cool stuff to do as a and so we plug and play and the idea behind it is that we're able to curate a nice journey for your storytelling true and we listen and we learn so every time you come to the destination there's something completely different so your experience the first time with Burj Khalifa might have been a selfie at the Burj the second time I was time, in the building they let me in the building they let you in the building <laughs> <laughs> Thank We're you. getting up Thank there. Thank security. <laughs> but, then, but then somebody else might want to have afternoon tea at the 152nd, right? Which is a completely different experience. So it really depends on what people want to get out of it. And I think... You know, the influencer marketing world is is a big field. It's it's in the billions, uh, the billions of dollars, and a lot of companies spend a lot of money in there. But the thing is, we look at also the return because my end goal, well, the city's end goal, not oh, mine I personally, hear this one. <laughs> is we need we need to achieve twenty five million visitors by twenty twenty five. Oh my god! And 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 within a year or within? no? It's yeah, no. I mean, How long <laughs> do you have for this goal? By twenty twenty five. So oh, from now. Till, from now. Okay. Yes, yeah. So this was announced earlier this year by His Highness okay. um, Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid Al Maktoum, and and so we're we're working towards that vision. But I, you know, if I have ten influencers coming from America, that's not the world. Hmm. But I have two hundred coming from twenty countries around the world. So I can tap into different audiences because different people want to see different experiences and they want to see a little bit of the culture. They want to eat a little bit of the food. And so the value proposition of the city changes, you know, and, you know, we never had Michelin star restaurants before, but now we do, you know, we have a Michelin guide. And so there's different things. And yes, people know Dubai for its superlatives, like the Burj Khalifa, which is everybody thinks it's like a city of gold yeah. and it's very expensive yeah. and there's luxury. Yeah. But I've, I've done things that are pretty on budget. Yeah. Yeah. And you can, and, and you can different ways and different things with different people i'm so glad you said that because affordability is also one of the things as well but i think it the problem is i think again going back to the listening or or they'll just stick to what they know you know our job is easy and it's difficult at the same time so you know as much as we can try to reach to a wider audience is always going to be something something yeah like ah. but you know what i love 
I love no 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 because like this is kind of crazy. <laughs> I live in America, and so just the fact like practicing as a Muslim is harder out there yeah. because you, you kind of feel secluded or like the mosque is far. Yeah, here it's super inclusive. Yes. Like there's a there's an area out here, and there's a mosque, there's a synagogue, and there's a nightclub, and they're yes. all like two hundred meters. Like apart from each other, yeah. but like what I love out here is the fact that it's all about choice. Yes, like, what you want to do yeah. and respecting. Yes, like what everybody, everybody else. else. Like you could choose what you want to do and like no judgment. Yes, do what you want to do. Everything is available. Yeah. Like if you have an interest, it is here. Yes, but exactly. the fact that like I love the fact that it's a Muslim country because it inspires me to be a better Muslim. It yeah. inspires me to be a better person, yeah. and it's not forced. Yes. Like, uh, if it's forced, it kind of shuns you away yeah. from that direction. Yeah. But for me, I always feel like... A, the haram culture. Yeah, the haram... <laughs> the haramis. Oh, my God. She walked into the nightclub. <laughs> then she walked in to, repent, she went to repent into the mosque. <laughs> Did you see that, sister? <laughs> Don't judge me. But, but the beautiful thing about the UAE... You know, this is the only country in the world that has a minister of tolerance. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. And it's so, what, what's beautiful about the UAE, and, you know, I, I, I'm probably going to sound like one of those people that really kind of just roots, you know, but it's true because it's true. you need to come and see it, is that everybody retains their culture and their nuances and their interests. We don't change anybody. So we're not a cocktail. We're like a basket of fruits. You because, pick what you want. Yeah. You, if you're that. a banana, you're a banana. If you're an orange, you're an orange. You know, we don't all look the same we don't all speak the same and and it's beautiful and you need to choose to say you know what i want to get to know more about the emirati culture true well, come speak to us yeah it's open it's open season oh i want to know more about i don't know the egyptian culture you know haduta masriyas down the road <laughs> or, uh, or just, mace as i, I call her eating, <laughs> i was just eating there down the road right before you came by the way yeah, yeah. but you know but but, but uh, you know not, not to keep it very arab but yeah but we we have an amazing jamaican restaurant here as well I, i'm not I, i'm not exactly sure it's amazing it's not as i've never been to jamaica so i don't know but you basically will be able to find a variety of things that really suit your needs and so you know we celebrate the city celebrates diwali we celebrate chinese new year we celebrate christmas you know and it is all inclusive and so you know there are areas in the city where you can have your christmas tree up um, halloween just took place a couple of months ago people celebrate thanksgiving if you go to those supermarkets and sell like big turkeys big turkeys triple the size of my head or <laughs> a big head but yeah, but yeah. <laughs> no but it's true it's yeah. true and I, i'll i'll say like as i've come here multiple multiple times yeah. and the culture is always so positive and helpful yeah and I think, like, for me, I love doing videos with Emirati people because it's like the perception is like, oh, like, the women don't open their mouth. And then like uh. it's like a shock. I'm sorry to say it's like straight up, but it's like a <laughs> culture shock for Americans who don't travel that much. Or, yeah. Like, you know, or, or the Western world so much. They're like, yeah, they see so many things on the news. Yeah. But now, like with social media, I love it because you yeah. can break barriers from your phone. Yes could share your story yeah. i i can have full conversations i can make it fun and lighthearted, yeah. and we connect and laugh I yeah i love that yeah and, and 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 you know coming from a journalism background which is actually media media are not meant to be biased right you mm -hmm. need to have an objective view of everything so it's sure. really interesting to see how the media perceives this part of the world after not having been here True. <laughs> True. So it's funny if, you know, you're sitting and watching a piece of news or, or you know, like whenever they have a, an Arab or something in, in, in like a movie, you know, and, and then they just throw out some hala walla walla. And I'm like, no, yeah. we don't even sound. <laughs> wow, the first air, this is an Arab I'm, like, I'm like, please, that doesn't. No. <laughs> or or they'll, or they'll put some Indian, like, you know, yeah. like, and I'm like, no, please, that it's not us. Not, <laughs> not all mixing it. Not all brown people are the True. same. True. You know? and, and you know, it comes out yeah. in waves. Like you think, yes. like you think people yeah. learn after certain things. But yeah, even yeah, with yeah. like the World Cup in Qatar, yeah, I don't know if you've seen like some viral videos of people like, oh my god, there's separate lines for men and women. Yes. This oh is my god, sexist. I saw that. I saw I'm that. like woman. Listen, let me tell you something. If I was at a soccer game, it's mostly guys. I yeah. go to these yeah, games. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, football game, not soccer. Sorry, <laughs> I'm gonna get attacked for that. But and if I had an easy line away from the men, yeah. men, I'd be so like relieved. But you know what's so funny? If you look at the comments, I know who you're talking about. It was the news presenter. Is it? Yeah, I, I, I can't remember what news channel. But it was the comments that came from people that said, "Oh, too bad you got respected for the first time in your life." And I thought, 
Whoa. You know, like, Our we don't, yeah, but we don't even have to argue anymore because they, people will try to find negative stories, but it's so difficult to find negative stories out of the Middle East anymore, yeah. you know, especially from this part of the world because all we sprung out has been very positive. You know, we've hosted an expo. We're about to host, you know, we're, we're well, the region is hosting a, a World Cup. You know, we have COP28, which is coming next year. And so these international um, events, these globally recognized events are seeing the value that this part of the world is bringing in, you know, and people don't realize that in this region, over 65% uh, of the people are represented by under 40s. Woo, I'm still, Woo. I'm still, <laughs> still there. Stop it. But no, but, but you know, but you have a wonderful population of the youth. You have an ecosystem and infrastructure, which is fantastic. You have policies that are growing. You know, it's, it's not like the Arab world is not, doesn't know how yeah. to be modern. You know, Egypt is a classic example. Iraq is a classic example. You know, when you talk about the formation of algebra, or the formation of buildings, you know, such as, you know, the, the Ahrams, all of these things, they came up from this part of the world. So it's not that it's a new thing for us to be successful. You mm-hmm. know, e- even women women empowerment you know it's not a new thing for us it's true we might have been overshadowed for a little bit of time but it doesn't mean you know we're like one of those volcanoes talking about volcanoes because my my third grader is studying about volcanoes now so we may not be active in that community and like burning our bras on the street asking for equality or whatever we might be dormant in some things because we're silently achieving our goals Hmm. We don't need to go out to the media and tell people, look at us, we're awesome, we're famous. We're already doing it. You know, Ooh. we sent a probe to Mars. 50% of our parliament is women, 50% Ooh. of our ministers are women. Ooh. But this is. It's true, the actions true. speak louder. Yeah. And yeah. so we're actioning it out. And I don't think we need to I- scream it at the, at the top of your lungs. You know what I think is even one last thing I want to mention is <laughs> that you guys are so tolerant. Yeah. But I think like it gets scary sometimes when it's it's like not reciprocated when people are not tolerant of your culture your beliefs yeah. and the the respect i was trying to say it like you know i was <laughs> i think your heart dropped when i said it's kind of scary yeah no but it's it's scary when it it's it's no I, I you know I, what i'm trying to yeah, say yeah i get like, what you're trying to say but, but you know what i think i think a lot of people come here and think oh, freedom is a certain way like they get to yeah. do whatever but there's yeah. also like beliefs and religions yeah. that should be respected yeah. but is it really freedom though i think we're not but we're not but i'm i'm happy to wear this yeah I, I i love what i wear i think it's classy and gorgeous and i mean i'm wearing a i think you look beautiful about, uh, blue and beautiful yeah. and i and i choose to wear it and this is what i would wear when i go to an office or an official meeting or you know it's it's a beautiful representation of my culture my religion and i love it i, I choose to wear it you know at one point in my life, I didn't have my shale on my head, but I'll, t- I'll tell you the real reason why I'm wearing it right now. It's not for religious reasons, because I haven't dyed my hair. So I'm just being very honest. <laughs> and you have a camera here and, and everywhere. So, but yeah, but, <laughs> but no, but you know, and, and, and we care about what we wear as yeah. well, you know, and I care about, so can you imagine if you had a bad hair day, you can cover it up. Yeah. If you had a bad dress day, you can cover it up. True. What's not free about that? The freedom of choice? To wear whatever I it want. It goes both ways. People think the freedom ch- of choice is extreme enough. Yeah, like yeah. you can take off. But you, but you, you, you choose what works for you, and I think that's the most beautiful thing. And I understand that there are still some, you know, uh, difficult areas in, in in every part of the world, right? I mean, there's problems everywhere. Like if we spent all our energy and time talking about all the problems that X country had or X people had in this part of the mm. world, we would never move forward. You'd never move forward. You wouldn't accomplish anything, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say X is because I'm not biased towards your problem. It's it's fine. It's your problem, but don't compare your problem with our problems because we we do have concerns and issues but we tackle it by saying what's the next best thing how can we make it better so i'd rather spend my time focusing on the positive than sitting and dwelling on the negative and the past oh my god (laughs) so i i want to wrap this up by is there like a fireball yes i want to wrap this up by on the spot stuff doing rapid fire questions i don't know why i call it fireball it's rapid fireball rapid fire Questions. Fireball, the same thing. Don't confuse me. Okay. These are <laughs> fun questions. I'll do my best. <laughs> okay. Have you ever quit a job without giving a two weeks notice? Never. Responsible. What is the proper way to break up with somebody? <laughs> like, like a like a lover or yes. somebody? 
Have a face-to-face conversation with them. Face-to-face? Absolutely. Text. You're not texting them, sorry, this isn't working for me? No, but it's so disrespectful. Really? Yeah, why would you do that? What if you're scared of the... Okay, scared of the consequences. But that's fine. I mean, conflict builds better people. And uh, you you should never turn your back on someone, ever. I love that. I think, yeah, texting somebody is so disrespectful. Okay. I that feel is like, real. I feel like no, no, back. no. You're right, because that that just shows that you're weak and you're scared. Um, who should say I love you first, the man or the woman? Both. Both the same time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How would you exit out of a really bad date? I know you're married, but if you were on a terrible date and you're trying to leave, just so people can get some help. How do they exit? Okay, so the first strategy is you actually need to have a wingman, wingwoman. <laughs> so that person needs to call you thirty minutes in there. And you, and you need Check to save you need to save that number as mom emergency, That's not friend. Genius. Yeah, so you need to do you need to plan ahead. I, didn't I teach you anything in this <laughs> podcast? You plan ahead, <laughs> but that also comes out of a meeting as well, by the way. So yeah, I mean, I would I would reference your question if I, if I don't know how the meeting is going to go. Thirty minutes is my limit. Okay, then you're out. That's but bye. Okay, if it's going really well, I'll be like, oh, thanks. Okay, so do you need it right now? And they say, oh yeah, then they'll make up something. <laughs> So yeah, so okay. code words. Code word, yeah. mom, mom's calling. Can it's guys about the looks. and girls truly be friends, like friend friends? Yes, yes you can. Why is that? It, because it, it's, it comes from respect. I think one of the most important things that people lose out on is respect. Hmm. Self-respect and respect for the other person. Do you don't think guys have other intentions when they're friends with girls? I think even girls have other intentions. That's true. But if you but if you don't if you don't have self respect, why would you respect the other person? You'll be like, mm, whatever, easy going, easy breezy. Hmm. Mm. Self respect first. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm gonna wrap this up by thanking you so much, Aida. I know this is like a month in the planning of it's trying to get you it. on this podcast. Well, it was worth it. All good things take time. Hey. <laughs> And then no time at all. <laughs> and I, well, I know I, we hang out here and there, but I, I learned a lot about you, you. And like you inspire so many women and people all over the world. And so I'm glad you got to share some of your Thank story. You. I'm sure there's questions and people want to know more. So let us know in the comments if you want Aida for part two. If she's down, we'll see the schedule. <laughs> and yes, love you so much. Thank and you thank so you. Much. I loved it, by the way. And you thank had a you good time? Inviting. I did. Yeah, I did. I, I I genuinely enjoy like just hanging out with you. I think you're, yeah, not she as much as Mama said that. Though. Oh God, I was just about to say. Anyways, guys, this is another episode on the Maysville podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, to like, to comment. I'm gonna put Ida's information below. Please follow her, contact her, tell her how amazing she is. Until next time on the Maysville podcast. Assalamualaikum.